The heat wave is up. The fantasy football season is just around the corner and your drafts are probably taking place. And that's why you are scrambling to listen to as many podcasts and read as many articles as you can and find as many stats as you can. And you're going to all these places. You're going to the left. You're going to the right. You're going to the center. You're going up. You're going down. All over the internet. You don't know where to find it. You could find everything you need to dominate your drafts. Every single thing in one easy app and it's 100 free i mean do i even have to sell it beyond that the fantasy football by brodo app every single stat you need including proven proven stats we did the math proven stats that help you win fantasy championships and it is brought to you and brought to us by our lovely patrons our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash brodo fantasy if you want to support the show and get a bunch of extras that we're going to talk about in a second, uh, join up. We'll be talking soon. Let's listen to this this intro. Welcome back in, Mike. It's fantasy season, baby. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, the only tool you need to dominate fantasy football. Oh, I'm a singer. You know, I, li- I like my voice, you know? I don't think I'm a singer or anything. Don't get me wrong. But listening to me after listening to Nelly for like 32 weeks, it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing. 32 weeks, huh? Uh, 32 days. Uh, that voice is the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, hello. My bro, my guy, the man himself. Michael, what's good, man? What up, TM? So... You know, we have an announcement to make on this show, on, on this show today where we'll get we'll get right into that because we do have our hat hangers and the hat hangers today is a very special episode. We're hanging our hats on one guy. One. We're not doing like I pick four or five and I make a list and I say, oh, you know, I like this guy, but not. No, one. And all of our writers are doing the same. They're picking one guy and they are hanging their hat. On that man right there. And I'm happy to say last year, my, my hat hanger was C.D. Lamb to take the next jump into superstardom after having a disappointing sophomore season. And I was and I got to say, I pretty much nailed that one, baby. C.D.'s nuts. Got him. <laughs> Michael, do you remember your hat? Oh, I remember your hat hanger last year. It was half right. You know, was it, it was okay. Was it Juju? It was Juju. Yeah, it was Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. I mean, he had I, a decent season. He wasn't a wide receiver one, but. I mean, you didn't. You said he was going to be a high end wide receiver too. He ended up being a low end, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three. So it's not like he missed, but definitely. Uh, but you know, you know, you know, can't hit everyone one hundred percent. But we got a bunch of the writers from uh, BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. And speaking of writers, um, we have an announcement for the upcoming season. So for the upcoming season, we are going to be switching the style up a little bit because of, you know, because of the evolution of the brand because of the evolution of the product and because of where we've come as a company and as a team. And, uh, over the past few years, um, we, you know, for those of you who have been here with us for this long, you know, thank you. Uh, we, we love you guys and our patrons are the best. Like it's been so cool spending fantasy season, just kind of like in the discord, uh, talking shit with the patrons. Like today, uh, one of our patrons who 
um, who won the first ever, who won back-to-back championships in the Brodo Dynasty League. Um, he, Alex, he, we were we were going back and forth on Matt Ryan, and and you know, it, it's cool having relationships like this with these guys. It, it's it's awesome. It really is. Um, Michael got mad at me for that one. He's like, "Yo, guys, don't get Tim started on Matt Ryan." Yeah, please <laughs> don't get. Now you're getting yourself into it. Like now you're just gonna start arguing with yourself. I can see uh, it happening. <laughs> but I mean, so where where I'm going with this is. You know, when we first started this six years ago, we were just a podcast and we were worried about, you know, making the podcast great and being the next big podcast. And then, you know, priorities change. Uh, we shifted. We were like, we need we need to. We were doing this, this research and it was taking us forever. And, you know, it was just like, why isn't there an app on your phone that you could find all these stats like that? You don't have to pay an arm and a leg for and that even the ones you do pay for, like, you know, they're a little lackluster. So we were like, how come this doesn't exist? And the only way to make it exist is to make it exist. And that's what we did. We made it exist. You know, the fantasy football by Brodo app. And, you know, it even evolved as we went. Originally, it was just supposed to be a place for our content and our stats, uh, like our exclusive stats. But then, you know, we brought on Santiago Casanova, who, started out as a fan of the show and then came and became part of the Brodo family. Um, and he was able to work his magic into, you know, developing great tools for the app. Um, and we were able to use our brains and, and use our creativity. Uh, shout out to Jason, who also had a big part in this, who's not on the show right now, um, to kind of concoct a formula and concoct what we wanted to put the perfect thing that we would want to see if we were doing fantasy research and we really do do fantasy research on the app, you know, we do it. Um, it's one of the great ways. It's one of the great things that like, why I'm, I'm, I'm so comfortable telling you to use these tools because we know they work and we use them and uh, we want you to use them. And, you know, anyway, the, this is very long winded. The, the, the reason why um, I'm telling you all this, giving you some background information, because uh, we're going to be making a giant shift in the way we do things. And I feel like it's the end of an era. So I'm, I'm a little emotional about it. You know what I mean? So uh, we are going to be stepping back a little bit from the public uh, I, for the public podcast game. And we are going to be uh, diverting our attention a little bit uh, to creating the company as a whole and contributing to the company as a whole rather than rather than solely the podcast. But. Don't be scared because the podcast is still coming every week. Here's what's coming in the upcoming week. So if you are a patron over at patreon.com for as little as uh, patreon.com slash brutal fantasy for as little as $3 a month, you get a ton of extras. And now one of those extras that you're going to be getting is a podcast every week, a full podcast where, you know, we've been toying with formats the last couple of years. We used to do every single uh, fantasy relevant player, but we found that, um, we weren't giving enough true attention to everything in that in that route, right? So we decided to switch. And last year we we did the mailbag for the patrons plus like our guys, um, you know, and that allowed us to to hit on stuff more. But also like, you know, maybe we're saying something that doesn't really apply to anyone that's listening because it is, you know, everyone has a different team. So what we've decided to do now is we're going to make this very p 
patron help focused. So we'll have we'll have uh, different segments where we're giving you some things we see, uh, some stuff, and we'll be we'll give you the entire rundown. I don't want to give you the entire rundown right now, but we're gonna be having like a show. And then mailbags every week where we're going to take patrons. We're going to talk about the patrons, what the patrons want to talk about. We're still going to be on the free feed a little bit. We're going to have once a week, we're going to do a new segment for, for free. So we're not going to be off of your free feed at all. And also, we're not going to be off your feed at all. If you join Patreon.com, uh, it goes straight to your feed, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or um, any one of these other tools. I, I, I don't know the specifics about the other tools, but I know Apple and Spotify, the two biggest ones. Um, and in the app itself, it's gonna it goes straight there if you are a patron. Uh, all you gotta do is put in your username and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So that's so that's what's gonna happen with the podcast this this year. Uh, we are going to be giving the patrons two podcasts a week. Uh, the extra podcast that they always get, the waiver pod with Michael, the secret sauce of the Brodo uh, stew uh, for sure. And then uh, the Thursday. Um, Yes, this Thursday update uh, with, you know, our picks, our focus, and really concentrating on what our patrons want to hear, having in long conversations about what our patrons want to hear, going into detail about what our patrons need, what the people who trust in us to give them fantasy advice, what they need, you know? And this is this is not something that, like, you can, you can sign up for the Patreon just for the season and then back out. And then come back and back out. Like it's not something that you, but there's also yearly discounts. So if you want to get a whole year, you get two months free if you sign up for the whole year. Um, so, and, and with the NFL, you know, that's a good, the NFL is year round these days and so is the podcast. So, um, a little bit of an end of an era uh, when it comes to that. So, we are moving to Patreon exclusive. Besides the news, we'll still be dropping a new segment uh, for the public every week, me and Michael. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, we're not stepping back from the work. Me and Michael will be putting out articles. You're going to see a lot of our, um, a lot of our work that we would have been saying in the podcast in articles, um, and, and other stuff like this is also going to open us up to, to do a little more social media interaction, our, our social media presence. Definitely since the, since the app has become a thing, our social media presence has definitely taken a hit, um, in terms of our attention to it. You know, like we just don't have the time to tweet the things that we used to. So we'll get back to tweeting, get back to the the Instagram for the followers there. It'll it'll really open our horizons to create some uh, different varieties of content rather than just focusing on those specific podcasts that do take up a lot of time, even with the app making it easy. So, um, yeah, that's where we're at. I hope everyone sticks around. Uh, Patreon.com slash Brodo Fantasy. Uh, to support, we would really appre appreciate your support because, uh, you know, this is this is what keeps the light lights on is the Patreon. Uh, without the Patreon, there is no way that the you know the app continues uh, or the the podcast continues. Like uh, the you're seeing us on YouTube right now, the Streamyard service that we use to do this needs money, and the patrons provide that. So it's all it's it, it's a business, and the patrons literally fund like their gas. We've made. We've taken not a single cent out of this company. And in fact, like and not to go into detail, but, you know, it's the opposite way, you know, so we put it all back into the business. And that's why we are progressing the way that we're progressing and, and giving you more and more and more as much as we can. And how we can bring on a crack team of writers that we're going to get on right here for hat hangers and 
yeah, we hope you understand it. We hope you come join us on patreon.com slash broader fantasy. Michael, um, you any any thoughts? I've just been talking uh been talking a lot in the room. Yeah, it's about a, a ten minute breakdown. I could do the uh what's the uh the Reddit thing that people do like Get a little closer to your mic, uh, Michael. You're like a little yeah, yeah. Like the uh the, the Reddit summary thing. Basically we're we're moving the Thursday pods to Patreon. You'll still get a glimpse of it on your feed, but yeah, come over and join us. Um I mean, not much to add to what Tim said. It's we'll you'll still hear us if you become a patron, and we're still going to be uh, churning out um, everything that you need to, you know, to produce a fantasy championship. I think after, uh, like Tim said, we've been podcasting for five plus years now. I think our our resumes speak for themselves in terms of fantasy success, just ourselves, and fantasy success um, of our patrons. So. And Hope you know, see you there. And I know fantasy football is entertaining, it is, but you know, if you don't have time like that, and you know, you can either listen to other podcasts and try to pick out where your player is mentioned for five seconds or, or 10 seconds for five hours across the week, you could do that, or you could join patreon.com and literally have us make a private podcast for you. You know, like uh, put you at the forefront. We want to put you at the forefront, the listener, you know, the the people who have been with us, who are rocking with us, who take our advice. We want to, you know, personalize it more towards you. If you're thinking about a trade, we want to talk that trade out. Um, if you're thinking about a, a start set decision, we want to talk that out. We want to really go into detail about like what you need to do to win. And uh, it's that's the opportunity you have, especially now early on when. You know, it's not overwhelming to do that. Um, come join up. Uh, come join us. All right. So with that being said, Michael, how you doing, man? My mm-hmm. throat is dry. I'm talking too much. I'm ready to discuss my hat hanger. So this is a hat hanger segment. If you don't already know what that is, we it's our clever, different way of saying what everyone does. And everyone needs to say this one. <laughs> it's our guy. Basically, it's, uh, it's who we're planting our flag on. It's who we are. It's our guy. It's, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. Hat hangers, what we call it. We're hanging our hat on this guy. You know why? Because when you come home, you hang your hat on your hat hanger. And it's steady. It stays there. It supports you. Or you hang that hat in the hat hanger and the freaking hat. You know, then someone breaks in the house. You know, that guy. No, let's try and stay away from that guy. All right. I was gonna say the hat hanger just falls. You said someone breaks into the house. <laughs> it's it's that look, it feels that bad when you have a hat hanger that doesn't hit. I don't Fortunately know. for me, I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, we do have a crack team of writers uh that are going that is going to be here. I've been watching Ted Lasso, Michael. Nice. Yeah. It's poopy. It's poopy. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah jamie's accent is mad funny i wonder if there's like where his dialect is from like his specific no idea, dialect. Sounds I think different it... from everyone else in the show too yeah it's funny kill it i'm sorry i'm sorry i love you kill lo- <laughs> all right so we've got a crack team of writers man like i said already we got femi we got trenton we got gianluca giancarlo luca stanton we got <laughs> we got nick aka bick and we got Clay. Now, if you are 
a fan of the Brodo universe and not, and not just the podcast, you already know these guys because these guys are weekly contributors and, uh, you know, just stacked. We're stacked. Uh, so you know, some of them is going to be face reveal for some of them. Um, yeah. So with that being said, um, Michael, you want to start off with us or you want to start off with them and then we could uh, we can kind of react. What do you think? Uh, what if we bookend? We bookend? All right. You want to start it off, Michael? Because you seem to be chomping at the bit for your hat hanger this year. I mean, I'm just staring at your hat. I see the sign in the background and, you know, it's uh, getting me amped. Oh, it's a jet? Okay. Michael, <laughs> tell us. I already know who it is, but tell us all about it. Yeah, this one's going to be easy. Plain and simple. Um, it's Garrett Wilson. If anyone's been, if you've been listening the entire off season, um, or following along in the Discord, you know how much we like Garrett Wilson this year. Look, the guy put up a thousand yards plus last year with Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and um, and Mike White throwing him the ball. He was fiftieth and outside the top fifteen true target value, and was still a top uh, thirty wide receiver. As a rookie, he absolutely dominated in several games last year, despite the bad quarterback play. And now he gets Aaron Rodgers coming over as the clear number one wide receiver on the team. And guess what, guys? Aaron Rodgers is better than Zach Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is better than Mike White. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. And people are acting like the guy's washed because he struggled a little bit more than um, than typical last year when he had a messed up hand and was throwing to no-name wide receivers like Romeo Dubs. I am completely against the Aaron Rodgers is washed um, landscape out there. I think he's going to be great for the Jets. I think the Jets are going to be great, and I think Garrett Wilson is going to be the next Devontae Adams. We've seen Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, uh, Donald Driver. You name the number one wide receiver on the Packers, and you get ridiculous production. Christian Watson last year at the second half of the year was a wide receiver one when he was finally healthy with Aaron Rodgers. So I think Garrett Wilson has top three overall wide receiver upside. Um, and he's my dude this year. That's my guy, Garrett Wilson. I like it, Michael. And, you know, there was a, a time in the past, a time long ago where Michael's guy, I, th I think it was either your guy or Michael's or, or Michael's, but we were both super on the Justin Jefferson train. Um, and Michael yeah, even more. Michael when he was, was a reaching, sophomore. Yeah, Michael was reaching in a lot of drafts with a lot of money on the line. Michael was reaching. So, like, we were all aboard that train, and it worked out. And, and Michael <laughs> pointed out the parallels uh, between the Garrett Wilson, like, like storyline, the Garrett Wilson theme, and the, um, and the Justin Jefferson theme. So... You know, I'm a Jets. We're Jets fans, obviously. So there could be people out there being haters like, ah, they're just being biased or whatever. But I we've never nominated a Jet for this before. So um, no, I don't think I have. Yeah. I mean, there has been no one. We haven't. Our last first round. Do you, Michael, and this is a trivia question that I asked a lot. So you might know the answer. Do you know who the Jets last first round pick was at wide receiver before Garrett Wilson in 2021? Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was not drafted by the Jets, Michael. Oh, drafted, 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 drafted oh. in the first round. I thought you meant fantasy football. Just, oh, no, no, not. <laughs> no, no, no. In in the real life draft. So the most recent receiver drafted in the first round since Garrett before prior Garrett, to Garrett Wilson. Yes. Oof. I know there is a bunch of scrubs like our Darius Stewart and company, but those weren't first rounders. Um, Wayne Corbett. <laughs> Santana Moss. <laughs> Santana Moss. Santana nice. Moss, bro. Yo, speaking of, oh my God, speaking of 
scrubs. I keep hearing something coming over here. I was like, what's going on? Um, I don't know. I lost my chance though. But let's get into let's get into someone else. Speaking of yes, yeah, speaking of scrubs, this guy is the complete opposite of a scrub. Uh, this is Themi. Now, if you don't know Themi, get familiar with Themi. Follow him on Instagram. We're gonna throw up his name. We're gonna throw up his uh his Instagram handle when he Twitter when his hat hanger Twitter it, Twitter handle. Excuse me when his hat hanger comes up. Um, but his ability to mix these great articles with great stats and great analysis with humor and just being an all around uh great dude. They they don't make him like Femi a lot. So we're gonna hear from Femi first for his um. His hat, hat hanger. hanger. Let's do it. My hat hanger for 2023 is Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Drake London. London was a phenomenal prospect coming out of college, and his draft capital backed how the Falcons felt about him. He was the eighth overall pick and the first wide receiver off the board. Now, draft capital isn't everything. We've seen highly drafted wide receivers fade away, but London commanded 117 targets and a 29.25% target share as a rookie. He averaged over two yards per route run and saw a second-half boom to end the season with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. His true target value ranked 8th. I understand that volume is hard to come by in this offense. Uh, head coach Arthur Smith came from Tennessee, and he brought that run-heavy philosophy with him. The Falcons ran the ball 57.4% of the time, which was second most in the league. They also ran 55.4% of the time when trailing. Now, adding rookie phenom Bijan Robinson to this offense isn't going to help that number go down, but there's only so much you can reasonably run when you have two phenomenal athletes to pass to. I'd expect the average team pass attempts to look a lot closer to Desmond Ritter's 28.75 than Marcus Mariota's 21.4. And Ritter only threw two touchdowns. London caught four in this, this season. And he can push for a lot more touchdowns and weekly upside uh, because he had a third of all team red zone targets in 2022. Even if his percentage drops a little bit with Kyle Pitts playing a full season, if the total team red zone targets increase, he's only going to benefit from that. I have faith that even with Kyle Pitts playing a full season alongside him, there will be just enough to go around. Outside of the big three skill position players, nobody stands out. London is being drafted as the half PPR wide receiver 24 on sleeper. I just don't see what kind of upside you're getting from someone like DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, or DeAndre Hopkins, who are all going after or before London. Um, and it's not like we haven't seen talented wide receivers thrive in systems like this. A.J. Brown played in Tennessee, and I know that people were disappointed with his ceiling, but he was still a wide receiver one on a points-per-game basis. Um, obviously, he reached his ceiling in Philadelphia, and London could probably do that too. But it's not like it's impossible to see him smash this wide receiver 24 uh, ADP. All right. Sorry, I was on mute there. All right, how do we get out of this now? But there it is. All right. So, I interesting. Uh, some, you sound uh, like you're from London. <laughs> some hot takes um, from Femi there for sure. Um, I like Drake London. I like the Falcons' offense. I can't say much about this one because in order for my, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say anything because I have. I'm invested in this in this pick. I'll say that. But with that being said, um. It's interesting. I don't know if I would take him over a guy like Jerry Judy or a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. Well, now Jerry Judy with the injury, you're definitely taking London over him. I mean, they say Jerry Judy might be ready for week one. Yeah, they say a lot. They do say a lot. But if he actually is ready for week one, doesn't miss any time, then I'm still taking Judy. I mean, you're drafting today. You're going to take Judy over London? I'm not. 
Yeah, that's true. I think it's a, a solid pick. I mean, it's hard to uh to argue over an upside sophomore wide receiver who had a huge rookie season and a massive elite level target share. So similar to Mr. Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I also I, I did draft you I did draft Drake London in our home league as well. I, I've said that he's not someone I'm like necessarily targeting, but he's also someone I'm not uh fading. If the draft comes uh, if the draft falls in a way where Drake London makes sense for my team, I'll definitely I'll definitely take him, even with the, the Desmond Ritter question marks. I believe in, in Desmond Ritter. I've uh, talked about Desmond Ritter on this podcast. I, I have good feelings about Desmond Ritter this year. Um, not necessarily to be one of the best passers in the league, but to be adequate enough to make some things happen. Um, with that being said, let's get into our next guy. Uh, our next guy is... The he was uh, he started last year. Uh, he was he had some uh, college content on the on the website. Uh, he was a great find for us, and uh, he does not not shy to let you know that he nailed this pick last year. I'll <laughs> tell you that. Um, let's go to our guy Trenton uh, for the next hat hanger here. As I find it, yes, go. <laughs> what? Come on, Tim, you got this. Well, what just happened? Nothing happened. What do you I know. Mean? Well, I don't know why. Ready? Set? <laughs> go. Okay. That didn't work. All right. So we're going to get that together. Uh, and we are going to go over to one of our one of our uh, our writers from the very beginning. And one of the best fantasy players I play. And any time that he's in a league, I know that he's going to give me a run for my money. And he's going to give me a, a hard time. Um, Gianluca. Let's hear from the man himself. Hopefully this works. Take one. Take one. What's up, everybody? John Luca here. And my hat hanger for the 2023 season is wide receiver out of Washington, Jahan Dotson. Now, Jahan Dotson had an up-and-down rookie year. After scoring four touchdowns in his first four NFL games, he got injured with an ankle injury that set him out for five games. However, the next three games after he came back, he was still trying to get into game shape, so he was a bit off. However, the last five games of his season, he put up identical numbers to Terry McLaurin. He had 35 targets, 21 receptions, 344 yards, and three touchdowns. Terry McLaurin, on the other hand, had 34 targets, 23 receptions, 351 yards, and three touchdowns. These are pretty similar numbers. And the draft cost for these two players is wildly different. Terry McLaurin is currently going as wide receiver 21, while Jahan Dawson, you can get 15 wide receiver slots later at wide receiver 36. Wide receiver 36 in ADP does not make sense for someone who finished in the top 24 wide receivers last season six times. He's going into his second season, which we all know for wide receivers is often even better than their first year. And if he can stay healthy this season, I think he's an absolute smash value at wide receiver 36 and could potentially even outscore Terry McLaurin throughout the whole season. Thank you. Okay, okay. Tim, you're muted, kid. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I, I like this one. I think Jahan Dodson definitely has some... Uh, appeal to say the least uh he's he, he, like the only problem i have with him is the quarterback situation 
Uh, if the quarterback situation was even a little more clear, like if even like Jacoby Brissett was the starting quarterback, I would feel a little bit better about it. Unfortunately, just uh, a, a bad quarterback situation. So, so you like Desmond Ritter, but not Sam Howell? Yes. Desmond Ritter is had four games under his belt last year, got drafted two rounds earlier. And I mean, this is not like it's not like the same situation. But look, we've gone through three hat hangers, Garrett Wilson, um, Drake London and Jahan Dotson. I've drafted two of them in my home league. And it wasn't my hat hanger in Garrett Wilson. It was Drake London and Jahan Dotson. So I know there's a lot of very smart people in on Jahan Dotson this year. He's another one similar to Drake London. I'm not necessarily targeting him. I'm not necessarily fading him. If he if the draft falls where I get him, I'm not gonna be upset about it. I don't think he uh I don't think he could outscore Terry McLaurin. I think Terry Scary Terry has been just super underappreciated his entire career in the NFL with the quarterbacks that he's had and the production he's put up with those quarterbacks. So I don't think I think that's a bit of a stretch, but I do think Dotson and McLaurin could both be highly valuable wide receivers. All right. All right. We're going to give this one more try. Uh, Trenton. Trenton. For Trenton because I, I, I re-downloaded it and everything. All right. So, all right. So we're going to see if Trenton here can get it going. Let's go. Let's get Trenton. 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 Uh, uh, looks like it says, whoops, your file. A... Video file does not have a video, uh, a video track. I don't know why that's hmm. that is the case here. Um, but maybe yeah, I can do that. On, I maybe I can upload it as MP3. We'll try and do that. Yeah. But we'll give you an actual MP3. Clay, a uh, Clay Jones, uh, the infamous Clay's corner, the the most concise and awesome DFS tip that you're gonna get weekly. Um, yeah, it, I mean, there's Clay is a fantasy head. You know, he he eats, breathes, and sleeps this stuff. He loves it, uh, and you could tell in his writing. So, with that being said, Clay did not send in. A um, a uh, video video. Yes, you've sent in a, an audio file. So we're gonna play the audio file and just look awkward on the screen as it plays. Hey everyone, this is Clay, aka FF Pulse eighty eight. I'm bringing you my hat hanger for twenty twenty three. This one's pretty easy for me. Uh, it's big Mike Williams for the L A Chargers. The Chargers were second in plays per game last season as well as second in passing rate at 63.8%. They're also 12th in points per game last season. But the real difference maker, Joe Lombardi and the Mickey Mouse offense is out. In comes Kellen Moore. How much of a difference can Kellen Moore make? Well, based on intended air yards per pass attempt last year, Dallas ranked 8.1, which was 12th best. And guess where the L.A. Chargers ranked? Dead last at 6.3. Kellen Moore is going to make a huge difference for Mike Williams. I mean, even last year when he missed five games, he still had pretty big numbers. He had 93 targets. 93 targets in 13 games. Now, he only finished with 63 receptions for 895 yards and four touchdowns. But if he stays healthy, and as far as we can tell, based on all the reporting he has been, Mike Williams should have a huge season. He should finish as a wide receiver one in points per game in 2023. You heard it here first. I absolutely love Hey, everyone, love this is that. Clay. A oh, I absolutely love that. I am 100% on board. I think Mike Williams is being criminally underrated this year. 
I think this is a guy who I'm going to talk about a little bit in the upcoming episode is the, uh, the sleepers and bust episode. He's not my sleeper or bust uh, just to, just to put that out there, but I talk about him in one of my other um, categories. And I mentioned that he was the wide receiver 12 and 13, the two previous years to last year before he got hurt. And Clay just mentioned how he was still super effective. He was on the field. And really, I think my belief comes in, uh, like he said, Kellen Moore um, and his combination, Kellen Moore plus Justin Herbert and what I think they're capable of. I'm going to say this in public for the first time. I've been waiting for this because we've been doing heat waves that are like super, you know, I got money and I, I, I'm predicting, I think Justin Herbert wins the NFL MVP this year um, as a result of Kellen Moore coming over from the Cowboys and just letting him air it out. We, I, I mentioned in, um, in one of the podcasts, how the difference between Dax, uh, Dax abilities and Dax uh, ability to go downfield, uh, ability to throw touchdowns, like it all went on to the uh, to the next level when Kellen Moore arrived. Uh, his his stats were somewhat mediocre, and then Kellen Moore Moore arrived, and he became one of the best uh, throwers and in, in quarterbacks in the NBA. I mean, in the NFL. And when you think about Justin Herbert, I think you can say with pretty much, you know, certainty that Justin Herbert is a more talented quarterback than Dak Prescott. So I'm very excited to see what they do together. And I'm all about this Mike Williams take. Mike, how do you feel about it? Was that audio coming through well for you, Tim? Because all right, hopefully it's all good for everyone else listening too, because I heard everything like this. So it was hard for me to understand what Clay was saying. I don't know if it was just like an audio thing on my end. So I can't really comment on what Clay said, <laughs> but I can say he said um, Mike Williams. I hope I hope I, that I know it's Mike it's Williams. Good. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can fix it in post on the other on the other side. I just haven't been drafting much of Mike Williams. I understand why you and Clay would like him. I just every time it gets to his area of the draft or someone else, I like a little bit more. All right. I mean, that's fair, too. That is a, that is also the part of the draft where if you don't get one of the running backs around there, then you're looking at a, a quite the, the pile of running backs left in like the seventh, eighth, ninth round. Um. All right. So it's not going to happen with uh, Trenton's. With Trenton's thing, but yeah, maybe this... maybe we could add him in in post as well. We'll try. We'll no, no, try. no. We'll do. It. We're just gonna do it old school. I'm gonna share my screen, like like I'm giving a presentation. Ah, and very nice. Does yeah, audio yeah. work when you share your screen? Yeah, of course it does. Come on, all right. Come on now. Stream yeah. better. All right, yeah, so I'm sharing yeah. the screen, and we're gonna play this. What's going on, Brodo fam? It's Trenton back again with another hat hanger. Uh, 2023. Uh, last year in 2022, I decided to go with. Justin Fields as my hat hanger. That ended up going pretty well as Fields <laughs> wound up a top 10 quarterback in fantasy football. And I'd like to keep that track record going this year and see if we can't nail another uh, target. Uh, so for 2023, I've decided to hang my hat on Marquise Brown of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, let's take a look at why. Uh, through the first six weeks of 2022, Marquise Brown was one of the best fantasy wide receivers in football. He, in that time frame, he had 43 catches on 64 targets, compiling 485 yards and three scores. 
and finishing the, that stretch as the wide receiver five in PPR league with 108.5 points. Uh, if you extrapolate that over a 17-week pace, he would have finished with 122 catches on 181 targets for 1,374 yards and eight and a half touchdowns. Now, of course, that isn't sustainable volume, but that does set him up to be a high-quality receiving weapon for your fantasy team. Uh, Especially more so now that DeAndre Hopkins, the main target hog in that offense, once Brown returned from his foot injury, uh, Hopkins is now gone in Tennessee. Uh, That could lead to more volume for Brown and should lead to greater performances, even if he does not reach the standards of those first six weeks of 2022. Uh, The questions, of course, that are being asked is, what will Kyler Murray's absence, how long will he be gone? Will he be back quickly enough, or will we have to stick with Colt McCoy in under center, and how will that affect Brown? we also have to look at how he came back from his injury, not looking quite as he did in those first six weeks. After that five-week span in which he was out, he came back and wasn't nearly putting up the same numbers. Of course, part of that has to do with Hopkins being back. So with Hopkins gone, again, he could return to that volume. Um, and again, speaking of health, you have to look at the overall health of that Cardinals receiving room as a whole. Uh As everybody knows, last year, that group was decimated by injuries. Everybody going in and out and in and out and out. This year, if they can stay healthy, there could be more uh, targets to feed, such as Rondale Moore, um, another guy I really like in that offense. Um, Of course, there's only uh, one hat hanger I can go with, so I'm choosing Marquise Brown and hoping that once Kyler Murray returns, the volume will increase and Brown could be a very sneaky pick as he is currently going, I believe in the sixth to seventh round of your fantasy draft. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take myself off mute one of these days. All right. So, I mean, Uh, let me just add something real quick. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Trenton recorded and posted this. The day before, um, about like three days ago, and uh, about two days ago, or was it yesterday? Um, Colt McCoy was released. So, but either way, um, I don't. I think, mean, Colt McCoy, Josh Jobs would like, have changed. Yeah, right. whether it's Josh Jobs, Clayton Tune. Look, I I'm all aboard the riskiness that uh, that Trenton is diving headfirst into here. Last year, um, he did the same thing with Justin Fields. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I personally with. Josh Jobs, Clayton Tune, Kyler Murray. It seems to me like they're tanking. Um, I don't foresee Kyler Murray returning anytime soon. So I basically have just been avoiding all Cardinals players. I don't know if I've drafted a single Cardinals player this season. I will say this. This this would be interesting. We have seen a little bit of a trend in the last couple of years of the NFL trading deadline being a little more active than it usually is. That's that's not yeah. If if Hollywood Brown gets traded to a contender halfway through the year, he could be one of those uh, big weapons. So then maybe you know try to trade for him like week seven. All right, we got one more, and then and then your boy, of course. But the one, the only, um, we call him Bick as a uh, 
I don't know. I don't know where that comes from, really. But um, that's what we call him, out of love. And he is uh, Nick. Ha- pronounce his last name for me, Michael. Uh, Boulier. There you go. Uh, no, he's gonna he's gonna be mad at us if we got that wrong. Uh, but uh, he's been speaking about longtime uh, supporters of the show. He was with me even on another podcast, uh, and he has been a contributor. He's been part of the Tingle uh, Inside Joke. Shout out to the Tingle. Um, he's become a, a writer and a friend and and someone that uh, we enjoy spending the fantasy season with. And you know you're gonna see exactly why as soon as we put this video on up. So uh, with with no further ado, uh, the the ado. the Bic hat hanger. What's going on, everybody? My name is Nick, and today I am here to present you my 2023 hat hanger, Ramondre Stevenson. Now, I know what most of you are probably thinking, but Nick, they just signed Zeke. He's going to take all the red zone work. He's going to do this and that. It's fine. I'm not scared of Ezekiel Elliott because of how well Ramondre Stevenson played in 2022. During weeks 3 through 13, Ramondre Stevenson was the RB5 in both points per game and overall in PPR scoring. He led the entire New England Patriots roster in receptions with 69. Nice. It is very clear and evident that he is the centerpiece of this offense. And not to mention, it was one of the most abysmal offenses I've seen from New England Patriots since my 24 years of being alive under... Uh, who? Defensive coordinator Matt Patricia calling the offensive plays. Like, now we have Bill O'Brien come in. We expect the offense to improve and all the pieces along with it. And I think Ramondre is going to be huge this year. And even in a lost season for New England, he ranked top 12 in rushing yards, yards per carry, targets, receptions, receiving yards, receiving yards per game, True target value, PPR points, PPR points per game, target percent, and big plays across the entire NFL. He was the definition of an RB1 in every single facet of his game besides the red zone. But he doesn't even need touchdowns to produce, and that's why I'm not scared of Zeke. Long story short, Ramondre Stevenson is an elite-level producer all across the field, And in his pass blocking, which is going to give him more third downs than any other running back on this roster. Ramondre Stevenson is a locked and loaded RB1. Ezekiel Elliott will compliment him great, but he will not take enough work for it to be significant. And Ramondre Stevenson will be an amazing value at the 3-4 turn. Buy the dip. Buy Ramondre Stevenson. Reap the benefits and win your fantasy leagues. Thanks. That Hamilton, that Hamilton beanie, though. Let's go. Let's go, Nick. That was I do want to say one thing, too. The one and only. The Patriots today, they they went wild. They cut Bailey Zappi. They cut um, the quarterback Malik, from Louisville. They also cut their entire running back room. They cut... Ty Montgomery, Kevin Harris, Pierre Strong, or whatever that dude's name is. Um, it's just Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke. Like, I'm sure they'll bring in another running back. But they cut everyone except Stevenson and Zeke. Like, Stevenson is going to get a ridiculous 
amount of work. And I'm I'm all aboard the Steven the Steven season train as well. Um, another guy that I took in our home league. <laughs> you, you reached for it. I did. I took him late second round after all the wide receivers that I uh, that I wanted got taken. So I reached for him. I went with someone. I went with him. Um, I'm a big Steven season guy this year too so shout out to nick so far your team is basically just our writers hat hangers yeah i love it you think uh, uh <laughs> you, you think they uh they write for brodo or something i uh, i will say at one point he put his thumb like this like like he's like ramondre stevenson he's like very barack obama-ish ramondre stevenson is going to be qb i mean rb1 thank you that, that's that, that my uh Barack Obama sounds like Elvis. You used to have a good George Bush. Ah, I used to, but I don't really know him like that anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I used to uh, do a good George Bush. I actually yeah. used to be on this block talk radio show with Johnny and 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 Jason and just do a segment every week of George Bush being not Jason, our brother. No, Jason, our, our friend Jason. All right. Um, so that was our writers, but of course, before I get into this, and I the, you know, how could I skip over this guy? I'm sorry in, in advance, Matt. There's no skipping here because he's the he's the the head writer, the director of content and lead writer for Broda Fantasy. That's Matthew Ward. He can't join us today. Usually he's on the pod with us, but he can't join us because he's on a trip. He is hitting the road. He's on the road right now, but he has his hat hanger. Now, I do want to warn you, all right, because this might be a little freaky. It's going to look like you're in the Matrix a little bit because he... He recorded it with this on whole StreamYard. Yeah, on StreamYard yeah. with this whole rigmarole that we got going on here. So it's like a double in there. And there's no way to really just make him the screen. We have to be somewhere on the screen for whatever reason. So um, just warning you in advance about that. But also, you know, if you're going to stick around for for anything that makes you look crazy, it's got to be for Matt's bars because Matt's bars, even if you have to look at things crazy, they're worth it. So let's see, take a look at who Matt is hanging his hat on. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy at PsychOrdFF, the Dynasty Dawn, and you know I had to bring you my hat hanger this year. If you know me, we're going down south. We're going to Louisiana. It's New Orleans, Chris Olave, wide receiver, 12, 26 overall, ADP. Somehow, in my opinion, still being criminally undervalued even after putting up what should be considered a near transcendent rookie season. That saw the Saints wide out secure 72 receptions on 119 targets, 1,045 receiving yards, four touchdowns. He posted historically elite target shares for any receiver in their first season with incredible efficiency as well earned a 26.7 percent target share 29.3 percent target rate averaged 8.8 yards per target and 14.5 yards per reception his target share ranked in the top 15 of all players in 2022 with his target rate ranking top 10 and both his yards per target and yards per reception averages ranking inside of the top 22 wide receivers last season olavi's quickly become one of the best deep threats in the nfl period end of sentence he owns the third highest single game air yard share ever, and he did so as a rookie. He also averaged an unheralded 2.57 yards per route run. That was wide receiver 10 and 2.25 yards per team pass attempt as a rookie. That was wide receiver nine. That puts Chris Olave in rarefied air amongst the greatest rookie seasons in NFL history for a wide receiver. He stands in a list amongst Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, AJ Brown, Tyree Kill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Stefan Diggs, and Cooper Cup as the only players last season that had more than 2.4 yards per route run with a target share higher than 25%. Every single one of those wide receivers finished the top 10 in points per game. 
And since the 2014 draft, there have only been three rookie wide receivers to have at least 2.25 yards per route run in their first season. Chris Olave, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. There's it's just there's the lists go on and on and on. Uh, he's lastly he joins Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham Jr., and AJ Brown as the only wide receivers in NFL history, regardless of round, regardless of draft capital, that have compiled more than 2.25 yards per team pass attempt in their first season. Like it's just he is as elite at it get, as it gets, and by no means you know it is the assumption that you know Derek Carr isn't a quarterback upgrade should or, or you know it's nonsense Derek Carr is an excellent quarterback upgrade and he's a great quarterback upgrade specifically for the Saints I understand that it's not like as much of a needle mover as, as say obviously Garrett Wilson's rising price with Aaron Rodgers but Derek Carr is still the perfect fit for the Saints system for all the budding weapons there he ranked fifth in air yards last season fifth in tight window throws of 15 yards or more downfield fifth in deep ball attempts second in air yards per pass attempt and over the last three seasons, Derek Carr ranks top five in both deep ball completion percentage and deep balls thrown per game. Over the last four seasons, Carr has supported the wide receiver three, the wide receiver 10, tight end two, and tight end three overall in points per game as pass catching assets. Conversely, Aaron Rodgers had his lowest yards PA um, yards per attempt since 2015 during the 2022 season, ranking 24th in completion percentage and averaged just 14.8 points per game. So is there really that big of a gap? In my opinion, no. Olave's ceiling is as high as any second year wide out in NFL history. And I mean that with no sense of hyperbole whatsoever. I'm more than willing to hang my hat high on Chris Olave this season. The uncomparable Matthew Ward. I, I, I love myself some Chris Olave this season, man. I'm uh, I'm with him. Chris Olave was my round two target in our home league before I ended up taking Ramondre Stevenson. So, yeah, I'm all aboard the Olave train, too. I have no issue taking him in the second round. I would not take him over Garrett Wilson, but I would take him uh, in the second round as my wide receiver one or wide receiver two, depending on, you know, depending how your first round went. Chris Olave is someone who... Uh... His ADP is low because I think there's too many novices playing fantasy football. I think if you're in a league with people, well, what do you know, consider low? Middle of second round. I mean, uh, top of the third round. Uh, I don't think I've seen him. I don't think I've seen him lower than like 27 on any platform, really. But yeah, 27 is like, too low. Yeah, you know, and that's I, the I third round. That, He's going in the second right. round, unlike in like all major drafts, right. like FFPC. You know? Or if you're in a draft with. People who know what they're talking about. People who know what yeah. they're doing. Really, like, pay attention. You know, <clears throat> yeah. he, he's going to be a guy that you can, don't look at him and be like, yo, I can put him on my roster. He's going to be there. It's just if you're playing with sharps, it's, it's just not going to be there. Speaking of playing with sharps, if you're playing with sharps, you're going to need some positional advantages. And you know what, Michael? I will say this. There's a chance that this is one of my classic uh, being too early on a guy. Oh, uh, here we go. I have a... I have a knack for calling on a guy's like ascension and then it happens the year after. Like, um, for example, I was all about Jamal Williams because of his uh, work on the goal line two years ago. Uh, that really worked out last year. Um, but and so, uh, the reason why I think, think of that, about that is because I was listening. I was listening back. Um, but th this year I'm hanging my hat on this guy because I think this is the year. And I think this is the year because I've been saying that this is the year. When the entire fantasy realm was telling you to draft this man as a tight end four as a rookie. Your hat hanger, huh? Jeez Louise. As a rookie, Michael, I said, nay, don't do it. Last year when the industry was like, don't worry, he was a rookie. He played really well. 
draft him even higher. I said, nay, don't do it. But this year, while all those people were telling you to do something that wasn't going to happen, now he's fallen to a place, a wonderful place called the back of the fifth early sixth round. A beautiful, <laughs> tremendous place. Because you know what? Those people need Kyle Pitts. Because right there in that round, in that realm, you're not getting one of the big four. You got to take a pick, a risk in that first round, and you need your fifth, sixth round picks to hit. And Kyle Pitts is going to hit. Now, I just talked about him on the heat wave, so I'm not going to go. No, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it again. Um, Kyle Pitts, I think this is finally the year, man. Injury shortened year hampered him last season. I can't, you can't forget that it was the injury shortened year. But before he left, he was ninth in true target value, he was fifth in yards per catch, and he was first in a dot amongst all tight ends now the reason why these stats are important is because it gives you an offense uh, it gives you a, an idea of the role in the offense and this <coughs> offense is one of the reasons why i like kyle pitts um that was not the case last year last year he was a victim of bad quarterback play and no tds at all in fact he caught less than 50 percent of his passes i'm sure you've heard this stat ad nauseum wherever you hear podcasts but i'm going to say it again last year he was led the nfl in off target pass rate the 34 percent according to usa today he was number one in unrealized true air yards our very own stat and he was in regular air yards too without even true regular air yards too where he had the most if you guys don't know what air yards are they're like the passes that are even incomplete, how many yards go to you? He had the most unrealized air yards of anyone. He only had five total opportunities in the red zone and turned two of them into touchdowns. This year, he is healthy. This year, he has a quarterback that is more capable of doing what he needs to do. And Desmond Ritter brings... A rushing presence. I'm going to get into Desmond Ritter in a second. Desmond Ritter brings a rushing presence that's going to make this offense an RPO offense. And when you have a guy like Desmond Ritter who can run, and you have a guy like Bijan Robinson, right, you're going to need to put those outside linebackers and those nickel, uh, those nickel safeties. They're going to flinch, man. And when they flinch, Kyle Pitts is going to be the recipient every <clears throat> single freaking time. Um and the reason why I know this, the reason why I feel this way, is because it's year three, and I've been telling you for three years that by the time it's year three, I'm going to like Kyle Pitts because he's a freaking unicorn. And he, you can only keep talent like that down for so long uh, for, the, for like the learning curve. I think he, that he's reached that learning curve. You saw him play well in what he did in the preseason. The emergence of Drake London as well, I think, helps him. I know that Drake London it was also a, a hat hanger here. I can't really be on the Drake London hat hang and think Kyle Pitts is a hat hanger because I think Kyle Pitts is going to be as high as tight end two. I'm not going to say like he's going to deep throw Travis Kelsey. I'm not going to go that far, but I think he can get to as high as tight end two and be a better pick than a guy like Mark Andrews who's going three, four rounds before him. Um, they have more trust in the QB position than they did last year, the Falcons overall. We're going to get into that in a second. But let's go over some tight ends first that had that had some – that had their best seasons or one of their best seasons in year three. Travis Kelsey made his first Pro Bowl ever in year three. Now, that's a little bit that's a little bit off, you know. He made his first Pro Bowl ever in year three, but 
that was really his second year on the field because he missed his first year to injury. So if you fast forward and go to the next year, that was the Travis Kelsey breakout year. Technically year four, but really year three of him being on the field. So if you're talking about Travis Kelsey, the guy that he's you know compared to, he broke out. Either way you're looking at it, he broke out in year three. Rob Gronkowski had 18 points per game that year. Jordan Reed had 17 points per game. George Kittle, Jimmy Graham, Julius Thomas all had over 15 points per game. Tyler Eifert, Cameron Jordan, Evan Ingram, Aaron Hernandez all had over 13 points per game. Even Mark Andrews had almost 13 points per game. TJ Hawkinson, he finally broke into usable tight end. Before that, he was completely unusable. He had 12 uh, PPR points per game. These are guys that all broke out in year three. It all happened recently, and I think it's going to happen again for Kyle Pitts. Um, I think it's also worthwhile to note that he doesn't need to break out, Kyle Pitts, because he already broke out. In his rookie season, he had 1,000 yards. All right, I already did this trick, so I'm not going to do it again. The complete list of people who have ever had 1,000 yards as a rookie tight end, Kyle Pitts, and Mike Ditka in 1961. Mike Ditka. Him. Yeah, the guy who basically looks like a cartoon from 1973. Yeah, that's the guy who was already retired by 1973. That's the only other guy to do it. He already had his breakout season. It was the unrealistic expectations that have pushed him down here. You are never going to draft Kyle Pitts again in the sixth round, fifth round, ever. Like, there is no chance that Kyle Pitts is a sixth-round pick next year. No chance. He's going to go way higher. They have a great O-line, top 10, according to PFF. I, I can go on. I can keep going. I'm going to keep going because I think Desmond Ritter is someone that is going to pass the ball a little more than you saw last year. Now, they're going to be, when you say run heavy, like Tyler Algier is going to get his, his work. Bijan Robinson is going to get his work. Desmond Ritter is going to run, but they're still, even if they break, like if, if they go the, they ran the most of any team since we tracked that statistic on the app. So since 2015, they've run the most of any team still 501 attempts. Uh, I mean, I, uh, I, uh, Decent amount of attempts, not 501, that's a, the wrong stat. Excuse me, back up. Like, there were still a decent amount of attempts from the from the quarterbacks that were there that made him peripherally a very good target last year, even though that didn't turn into touchdowns. Now, Desmond Ritter, usually when a team goes to a rookie quarterback, they give him less. They put less on his back. That's not the case with Desmond Ritter. In 13 games with Mar Marcus Mariota, the Falcons averaged 23 passing attempts per game and 14 completions per game. In four games with Ritter, they had 29 pass attempts per game. That's plus six. 29 pass attempts per game if they're going only to two people and Bijan Robinson, like, that's enough. Like, you don't, you don't really have to go over that. And 18 completions per game. That sounds like seven catches for 104 yards and two touchdowns for Kyle Pitts. That's what that sounds like to me. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see a lot of Kyle Pitts sneaking in the backfield. And going ham. And you know what? I'm hanging my hat on it. Michael, you seem surprised. I'm surprised you chose Kyle Pitts. I know you like Kyle Pitts. I don't know he's your hat hanger. Um, but I do yeah. want to add it was it's uh the tight end is 
Jordan Cameron, not Cameron Jordan. I was mad confused when you said Cameron Jordan. <laughs> yes, Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron. And um, I also cannot believe that two hat hangers are Desmond Ritter pass catchers. But let's see how it goes. I like Desmond Ritter, man. I think he has some potential. Matt Ward ranked Desmond Ritter as the number one quarterback of that draft class. And oh, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett, two starters from that draft class that people thought Kenny Pickett wasn't going to do anything. And then, but at the same time, like Trey Lance just got traded for fourth round pick. Zach Wilson sitting on the bench. So, you know, if you can play, you can play. Uh, that's, that's just what it is. Um, thank you so much to Femi. You can find him at Gridiron Greek. Gianluca, you can find him at underscore G Martini. Uh, Nick, you can find him at Nick Bieliu. 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 Boulier. There you go. Uh, I'm, I'm just kidding with you, bro. We love you. Um, at that, spell that. Spell it out. Uh, Trenton, at Trenton Roberts NFL. Clay, at FF underscore Pulse underscore 88. Matt, of course, at Psychward FF. And you got us two right here at Brodoff of Tim, at Brodoff of Mike, BrotoFantasy.com, Fantasy Football by Broto app. And most importantly, after this episode, patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy to listen to the complete episodes. Um, we have one more episode coming to you before we get next week is when we start. You know, this um, we have our, our previews coming next week. Preview episode is going to be me and Cass. Week one, Mike, baby. Yes, Michael is not going to be there, but he will send his, uh, his notes and and all that stuff um, that we need to know. Um, and, yeah, his rankings and all that stuff will be updated. We are, we are going to release a rankings update uh, because the preseason's over. And we're going to so our final rankings update is coming soon. Um, before, Probably before, de- definitely before the next episode comes out, which is going to be later this week. It's going to be our sleepers and bust episode. Very important to, to uh, tune into that one. All right. So with that being said, that's all from us. For Mike, I'm Tim. Michael, let me ask you a very important question, though. Yes, right? Tim. If you could, if you could eat only one thing for the rest of your days, right? But you you had the choice of this: seared pork chops, candied ham, bacon, or ribs. Which pork item are you going with? Has to be the pork chops or the ribs. That's not an answer. You got to give me one answer. Uh, I'll go with the ribs. 